You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter, Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 380th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando. Hey, is Matt in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Massachusetts. You guys, uh, a lot going on this week. Yep. Bike racing is back, and we're definitely going to be spending a lot of time talking about that. But Spencer, you're right. There is the, the call and the, the rational uh, need for a little bit of, um, you know, we're talking about bike racing, but there's obviously some much bigger things happening yes. in the world. Shout out to Ukrainian Corner. And for all of our mm-hmm. friends in Europe dealing with the madness that's happening over there. I uh, I feel like we have a loose association with some Ukrainian-based cycling story or history, maybe, legend. Well, fairly loose. That we could maybe uh, address to help just sort I- of... I don't know. Let's, set set some pace for this episode, or maybe some levity to world events. Yeah, maybe some levity to the situation. But this is like this is a slow ride pot podcast classic. We've probably mentioned this a few times, but back in 2010, we were all heavily involved with the promotion of the Minnesota State Cyclocross Championships in lovely Bassett Creek, Minneapolis, Minnesota. A classic amongst classics. Of cyclocross races, classic race in the yeah. Twin Cities, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were we were graced in 2010 by uh, Voldemir Starchuk. Now, I'm sure my pronunciation is not the best, but I try. I'm, I'm try honestly trying my best. Voldemir Starchuk was the 2010 Ukrainian Road National Champion. He raced for the Amorte, Amore Vita McDonald's uh, team. And he came to race cyclocross in Minnesota. I think he had like a, a spouse or a girlfriend that was from Minnesota. And he happened to be there on winter vacation. And he comes to race. Uh-huh. And he gets fifth place in the elite yeah. um, championship. We, yeah. we even looked it up today. So like, we looked it up. congratulations. Fifth little place guy, behind. Little guy was 10th. Uh, was I? I was going to ask you what was I? I was tenth. Yeah, yeah. Pretty good. You, yeah. you just uh, eked out a win over me, little guy. I was down in twenty sixth. Barely got gotcha. you. No, no, just no. barely got gotcha. you. <laughs> Bike throw, basically. Yeah. <laughs> the now the the race was won by Mark Lalonde. Now mm-hmm. you would be like, oh, Mark, Marco Lalonde, his brother won Schwam again on a single speed. Upper Midwest legendary family. Yeah. Uh-huh. Jesse Lalonde's around. All of them is around. But Marco was from Wisconsin. So the state champion that year was Adam Bergman. Just uh-huh. Google Adam Bergman if you want to know about Minnesota State Road. Legendary cyclist for Jelly Belly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But back to Voldemir. <laughs> some legends. Yeah. Crushing some, it. Some things proven in court and some things legends. Yeah. <laughs> Not only did he have a great time on the state championship day, he comes back uh-huh. for the the second race of the weekend. The only reason people showed up was for the points for the overall series. The GP Zach Dab. It's a Sunday race. That's fun. He race. does mm-hmm. he does the race there just fine. Um, but after the, the big race, yeah, there is a, a, kind of a, a a dessert, uh, uh, you know, like a little, little, uh, refresher after after the main course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. After the race is over, we decide to throw a one lap. Everybody toes the start line. Whole shot challenge. Yeah. Whoever finishes first gets a free. Free entry to the next year's Minnesota State Cyclocross Championship. You're, <laughs> yeah. you're putting something in the deposit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Being the man that he was, he toes he toes the line. He's got yeah. a lot of dedication. He's coming back to Minnesota in 2011. It seems. Yeah, it seems like he had plans. <laughs> the race, the race starts, and he's in his Ukrainian Road National Championship kit, looking resplendent. He crashes about halfway through, breaks his collarbone, and yeah, like way to go tree. into the. He hit that tree on the course that he, everyone's like, "Oh man, somebody's right. gonna he, hit that tree." Yeah, he hit the tree. He crashed right in front of me. He was. It was. He really no wanted good. that free entry the next year, and it, it's one of these things that not only do you get a a national champion to come to your race, we were honored to have him. Absolutely. But then he breaks his collarbone at our event. It was a very uh, not even the main event. At not the even the main event. event. The side show throwaway. The side um, side event, even really. I mean, <laughs> really. Yeah. Now, friend, yeah, I felt bad. Friend of the pod, Stephen Vivitsky, from Ukraine, the other co-promoter, one of the co-promoters with me, putting this on, was so stoked to have the Ukrainian road national champion there. He was speaking Ukrainian with him. It was so great. I'll never forget it. Um, so that's the, that, that's our link, but, uh, shout out again to Ukrainian corner. Uh, definitely thinking of you, everyone there. Yeah. Um, sure. and best of luck as we, uh, we navigate, um, through, you know, and, and from that, uh, maybe from that day on, um, cycle crossers, you know, started to have some luck on the road scene. Um, so I like to think that he really opened the door for guys like, uh, Steve R and Wout Van Aert, mm-hmm. um, who, you know, came after. I didn't know how we were going to make the amazing segue, um, Spencer, from uh-huh. the tragedy that's happened in Eastern Europe to the to, umloop. Uh, to the umloop and the safety, <laughs> the relative safety that is the Netherlands and in in Holland and and uh, Belgium. But here we are. Umloop did happen. Um, shout out to Wout Van Aert in his Red Bull helmet. Yeah, yeah. How's that work? Like, like, could, like, okay. Highlights: Wout Van Aert wins by thirty seconds, but. Jumbo let him lets him race a uh, Red Bull helmet. It has been pointed out that Red Bull is a partner of Jumbo Visma. Um, you should note Pitcock not wearing the uh, Red Bull helmet because Ineos doesn't like having fun. Mm. Actually, I just <laughs> looked that, the, that up. I the official, I was like, it's yeah. it's okay. point two of their team manifesto. One is oil, 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 and then the second one is no fun allowed. And you're like, why is Pitcock involved here? But whatever, it's just the manifesto. But shout out <laughs> to Wow Van Art for having fun, winning Umloop, 
a friend of mine today texts me and he goes, group text. He's like, I don't know, man. I, I just hope Wout Van Aert is going to have, have some form for when the real classics start. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the constant Chris, cycling worry. Chris, yeah. Chris, I think he'll be fine. I, th- I think Wout's going to be just fine. Yeah. I, I beg to differ. I kind of feel like Chris. Oh, my. Wout, come on. Oh, Wout, are you kidding? Little guy. This he, is your whole thing. You you want to pull up his results? Uh, he's he's faded every year at Flanders. He's He is a shell of himself okay. earlier in the classics. I think I think it's a little early, man. Uh, you, you all you gotta do is watch a broadcast, and they pull out the Joe Buck like uh, weird statistics. Nobody wins Umloop and then wins Flanders. Right. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yet. It's possible, I, but it is a long time from now until Flanders. So yeah, he had a pretty rough ride last year at Flanders. He was sixth. Um, that's pretty garbage if you ask me let's see 2020 here uh looks like he was second that one was later in the fall though so i'll give you that maybe yeah um i don't know if he wrote it before that i'll have to i mean who knows but he did it is a long time 14th is pretty bad 14th is bad for wout on the road um yeah, it's not a bad result, but like you're saying, it is bad for him for what we expect for him in those races. But yeah, but that's why um, I took KBK so off. Resting. Speaking of what we expect of him, uh, little guy, uh, last week, if I recall right, you were predicting like a Tim Wellens and uh, Sepp Van Mark to do well this weekend. How did they? <laughs> uh-huh. How well, did they end up? Fearing? Wellens, Wellens was he got a tummy ache and he didn't yeah. start. And yeah, I have was no sad. idea if Sep Van Mark was even in the race because I didn't see him. <laughs> okay, but just checking. <laughs> how do you guys feel? How do you guys feel about Umloop overall? Watching it, rate um, rate this one for it. Like it was like was it kind of almost like a meh because Wow won in such dominating fashion there at the end. No, I thought uh, I thought it was pretty impressive. Like he he attacked. It was it was a classic Umloop in that way. Like he attacked where you want to see the attacks happen. You know what I mean? Sure. Like he made it exciting where it should be exciting. And that's, that's it all you can hope for out of an early season class. It wasn't a, right? it wasn't uh-huh. one of the best Oon loops ever, but yeah, I, I think Spencer's sure. right. It was good. There were, it had some good storylines. I like seeing Steven Kung showing some classics form. I, I like mm-hmm. it, like him and Campen arts, all these TT guys in the last few years that are like, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm a beast. Why don't I try to go win classics? <laughs> um, why am I doing these boring TTs? Yeah, has, has, has any like TT expert ever done well <laughs> in the classics before? Hmm. I don't but think is this, so. Well, huh. it's going to be a big year for Campenarts, sure. But, but Kung had never been up there, gonna, I feel like, in those races before, and that was exciting to see. Guys, <laughs> the men's race was nowhere near as good as the women's. Oh, no, that's true. Let me just like. Oh, no, no, like, no, absolutely okay. not. Yeah. Van Vluten crushed it. Yes. Movistar with yeah. the win. Did not expect her to win Loved that sprint. It. Did anybody expect her to win that sprint? Well, well, I mean, my roller derby was, account yeah. clearly did not expect Van Vluten to win that sprint. No. I didn't have uh, Van Vluten on my That's roller derby after bets. All the talk last week about how she's going to dominate everything. Yeah, well, I thought I gave this. I got. I gave the old super rookie curse, but I will yeah. say I started roller derby on the weekend with fifteen hundred points, and I put five hundred points into play, and I came out with fifteen hundred points. So I'm. I broke even. All Thank right. goodness. That's better um, than I did. I will say I went. I headed but, over to rollerderby.com 
started my season with 1,500 points, and I'm now at 1,294. So did not fare so well. Uh, I know what my big mistake was, though. Little guy, how did you do on roller derby? I still got 1,500 points. Because I didn't make any bets. <laughs> roller Derby. Head over to Roller Derby. But, uh, it's our favorite website yeah. for, for fantasy gambling. R-O-U-L-E-U-R Derby.com. But the women's race was also fantastic. Van Vluten taking the sprint. Um, yeah. It was, it was a good umla. It was a good, good appetizer. Good hors d'oeuvre uh-huh. for the real show on the weekend. Of course, I'm talking about... Gran Camino, the three-stage <laughs> race in Spain where Alejandro Valverde takes the overall GC win. Uh-huh. Over That's Michael Woods. That's where I thought you were going, yeah. And yeah. Uh, Padun uh, or whatever, which was nice to see he won the TT. It was nice to see a lot of Ukrainian you know, riders win in this, win you, in this week. Ukraine. Ukrainian riders did quite well. Also, um, stage six of Tour de Rwanda, um, we had a uh, a win and also a second place uh, overall. Yeah. Um, I as well. So I, for I can't even imagine Rednick. how they could, like I I don't know, like I you know like how could you focus enough to like pull such a result right. out on a yeah. on a week like this? So like extra tip of the cap, because uh, holy cow, that's that's an emotional roller coaster. So extra tip of the cap for and all of the countries that are so close, all the Baltics. Everybody, mm-hmm. yes. I mean, it's it's going to be a, a, a long year um, when we start really thinking about what really matters in this world. Um, but I think that the the weekend was good. Umlup was a great appetizer. And then, of course, KBK today. Um, the race for the donkey. That was first exciting, off, I did. First off, I um, so watch Umlup yesterday kind of got a link sent to me, right? Didn't really kind of figure out how to watch it but i watched like i watched it because i got the link sent to a friend i had a pirate feed okay check the bank account today okay i I haven't logged into the bank account in a while saw like a weird international transaction fee and i'm like what is this weird international transaction fee like for a dollar fifty scroll down a little bit more and it's global cycling networks bath Uh england for $50, I got auto-renewed by GCN. And I'm like, what's my <laughs> login for GCN? So I go over to GCN, log in, watch KBK. It was amazing. Final so, 20 kilometers. Mm-hmm. All right. The, the season is going to be tough to beat. It was a pretty, pretty good start I mean, to the little... season, KBK. It was amazing. Taco Vanderhorn off the front. Yeah. All day, apparently. All and day. In particular. The last 20K gets caught 10 meters away from the line with his wide handlebars. Should have had the elbows out. Probably could have gotten even a better finish. But every single year, Taco Vanderhorn, like this is, I mean, it's amazing. Here's my shout out, though. What the heck is team, um, is uh, Israel uh, uh, Premier Tech doing, Uh doing all that work, and then Nizolo can't even get above fifth place? Embarrassing, to be honest. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> well, or Mazzolo. Yeah. I mean, like, seriously. Like, they, no, but they brought back Taco. They did. If you're going to bring back Taco, you better win. The, well, you can't get Quick Step at the line. The problem is, is that Quick Step did not have a good day at Umloop. Yeah. And so as was, we have said, yeah. year after year after year for seven years of this podcast, if Quick Step does not win, 
on Saturday, they will 100%, and this is rock solid. Go back and look at through the annals of time. (laughs) Quick Step will win at KBK. And and it was no exception to the rule. It doesn't matter how dire it looks for them. They Mm -hmm. will win KBK. That's how I won my roller derby points back. Because I knew knew the rule. I I knew the rule that that Quick Step was going to win one of the days. So I was like, oh, they will definitely win one of the days. I made my bets before Umloop uh, ended for KBK, and I really should have waited. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But I thought, I mean, KBK, Stuffed Donkey, already on the the podium accoutrements. Disappointing it was Quick Step, not going to lie. But it was a great race. But he's Fabio, it was a fantastic. Race. So it's it's he's a hard rider to, to yeah. hate, I think. But yes, it, it it was it was hard to not pull for that break with uh, with Taco yep. Man and Laporte, energized by being away from the Kofidis death train, that was <laughs> sucking his life force out of him. Obviously, now that he's on Lotto, he's 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 making things exciting. So, um, you know. Uh. Little guy, I, I I made an observation over the weekend that I want to just pick your brain about real quick. Um, okay. At Umloop, third place Greg Van Avermaet, fourth place Oliver Nace and uh, yeah. AG2R, both of tied, them tied at the hip. Yeah. Um, KBK, uh, third place uh, Hugo Hofsetter, uh, fourth place Daniel McLay, both of Team Arkea. Um, mm-hmm. French funny. teams. One like riding together near the front both days. What's going on in French cycling, little guy? Are, is there something we need to know about? Is this uh, a harbinger of things to come? There's a French sprinting buddy system. You don't know about this. You got to sprint with a buddy. <laughs> Apparently, the lead not, outs are not, not quite dialed, or mm-hmm. or are they struggling for supremacy within these teams? That's what I always. That's what I always think is when I now I saw the same thing at KBK. I was like, "Is that two Archaea guys sprinting right next to each other?" Yeah, that's always the worst look. You know, that is just the worst look. I when you look over at the finish and you're like, "Oh, hey, what's up?" Maybe one of us should have been working for the other one. I mean, would it have changed anything? Probably not. Like no. Hugo, Hugo's not as quick as Fabio and Caleb Ewan, so that's a huge result for him, I think. But uh, I mean. Maybe the lead out ended and they were like, I can still take Nizolo, like even after doing my lead out. So, can yeah, we, it's weird. I know. I, I think I want a new segment, by the way. I was just <laughs> okay, like a Uno X check in corner. Oh, yeah. like how, love how's, how's our favorite team doing? Right? Because great, they didn't result. get they didn't get the wild card for the tour. Yeah. So, so they're the, the uphill climb. They're in the pro tour for women. Mm-hmm. They're not in the world tour for men. Great result though um, for on the, yeah. the Umloop, uh, sixth in place. Umloop, sixth place. Rasmus for, Tiller. Uh, yeah. Ra- Rasmus Tiller, who signed through 2024. That's a solid, solid con. Man, this Locked is the Moneyball team here. They got the red and yellow kit, mm-hmm. looking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely stoked. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, they did quite well. They didn't do so well at KBK. No, but um. Now, I was going to leave that alone, but uh, thanks for bringing that up. I'm sure they appreciate it. Um, yeah. We can uh, touch really quickly also on the um, women's race on Sunday was the Umloop Van Hagelin. Uh, Marta Bastianelli uh, taking the win for UAE. 
in that one. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of UAE, one thing I've noticed this spring, over maybe over the UAE tour with uh, Pogacar and stuff, um, I don't know what I voted to be the worst kid in the Peloton, but I it, I need to adjust it to make sure that it's the UAE kit uh, on the men's side anyway, because that kid is so bad. Like seeing it in real life, seeing the arms in the air, it looks like it's a tank top. Yeah. With like your, if your skin got peeled off of your arms, you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's sleeves. the worst kit I've ever seen. Well, get used to it because uh, you're going to see a lot of it this year. Not only because of With Pogacar, Pogacar. But McNulty been on a yeah. bit of a tear. Dude, yeah, I know. Like, and going solo too, so all you do is stare at it. I know you guys didn't watch the link how, how, for the Fawn Ardell Classic supposed... that I sent. No, of course well, not. Let's get back to McNulty. Let's get back to McNulty well, real is, quick, Logan. Tim, before... this is about McNulty because he won that race, so... Yeah, that's oh, okay. we didn't watch that's, the clip. See, there's the, little guy, there's yeah. the confirmation just that you did uh, not watch the clip that I that, we <laughs> could no, just no, part I the watch. curtain just a little bit on the behind the scenes <laughs> of the of the slow ride podcast. Little guy will frequently post little clips of uh of obscure races that no one's heard of and be like, Oh my god, this was amazing. You guys should watch this. And we say, Oh yeah, yeah, of course, we'll get right we'll on that. And then we don't and he goes on these little rants on the podcast, and we and we just nod and smile, and it usually works out. But this week yeah. we've been I called out. You. No, I knew. Yeah. That. All right. Well, what? Let me just say about this, Tim, and then you can make your point about McNulty. McNulty won uh-huh. solo, and it, it's uh-huh. a super fun race. It's hilly. It's French. The roads are kind of terrible, and it's in the late afternoon, and there's a lot of shadows. And what I really like about this race um, and these little French races is. No one has the time to go scout these races, so only the locals like know these descents. And you can tell okay. when McNulty is off the front in this, and Cuss was off the front or off the back with another guy, Maury Vesanet or somebody from Quickstep, chasing. They don't know this descent, so like they whip around a corner, and you can see that midline adjustment where like they're all grabbing way too much break and taking uh-huh. weird lines. Like McNulty came around a corner and didn't know there was a traffic island and had to do like the weird traffic island hop thing cuz he almost ran into the traffic island like and a lot of like a lot of just taking the wrong line around the corner like midway the motorcycle gets around the corner and you're like oh that's the wrong line dude that's the wrong line yeah yeah but everyone's doing that and it's really fun to watch how good these guys are cuz you're like I don't think they've ever seen this descent before but they are yeah. he's going all out for a win you know, so he's got the director saying, dude, you only got 20 seconds. you got to go. And then the other side of his brain is saying, yeah. I have no idea what's around this corner, and I can't see that lead motorcycle anymore, and I don't even yeah. know what part of France I'm in. They just dropped me off here last night. Yeah. It's awesome, and it gives me a newfound respect for how good these bike racers are. Because, like, you know at the tour, yeah. every, like, the, G, the, the director knows that, cor- you know, he's like, Whatever. Everyone knows stuff to an extent, right? Way more. And like the big GC guys have scouted this stuff. No one has scouted these races is what I feel. And it's fun. So anyway, that's why I sent you guys that link because it's like bonkers descents through little French villages where you're like, I don't know what's around that corner. And I don't think Brandon Quinolte knows either. But he's still going 45 miles an hour. Yeah. It's no, impressive. I, I will watch it. Right. And I'm stoked <laughs> for know. Brandon McNulty. No, like I think that what I was going to get at was more of a Debbie Downer situation. Like, right. We have an American that is slaying it. That's doing fantastic in an ugly Jersey. Agree with you, Spencer. It's horrible. But then like racing for UAE 
and the sports washing that's happening in a country that is continuing to abstain on UN Security Council votes mm-hmm. about um, yeah. what's going on with Ukraine. And here we are, and we're like, we really want to like separate the art from the artist, you know? Like mm-hmm. Brennan McNulty, awesome, so good to see an American doing so very well in these races, and especially in the early season. And then it's hard for me to like. Um, Natanel Tesfatsion of uh, Eritrea, I believe, uh, takes a win. Drone Hopper, solid shout for Drone Hopper, by the way. They're, they're getting their money's worth on the uh, Androni uh, kit. Um, but again, as we mentioned earlier, the uh, you know you have a, a Ukrainian in second place and an Irishman in third. But I don't know if you saw the final stage photo today of um, a Rwandan rider winning stage eight in Kigali, the capital, mm. and mm. flanked by two total energy uh, riders. It was pretty cool. Um, really cool photos looking around. So just uh, take a look. Stage eight of Tour de Rwanda um, definitely brings a smile to the face uh, for the excitement that's going on through uh, Moise Mugisha's uh uh, face when he's crossing the finish line. So uh, fantastic to see. Yeah, every uh, clip I saw from Rwanda made me so much like my excitement for Worlds being there is building because the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. every shot of the the road was just like the the fans lining the roads, all the crazy steep climbs. Um, it just looks great. I mean, it looks it looks really fun, and it, it made me very can, excited for when Worlds see me there. Can I? I, I do want to talk about why, like, like he, like he celebrates coming across that line. Like this is the biggest win of his career. It's fantastic. Total energy guy is also like there, like, you know, the only win they're also career. no hands, but you got to look at his Jersey here. Um, he's got like a full Schleck, but it's not, it's that the, he unzipped it from the bottom up. So like uh-huh. the top third of the Jersey is zipped. The bottom two-thirds is unzipped. It's not a full schleck. It's kind of going there. But the spot but the sponsor is still getting their like their shout out, right? Like you can see the sponsor jersey. Yeah. Best of both worlds. It's it's a it's a wonderful look. Um genius move. I saw the yeah. So anyway. He's out there playing 4D chess. uh, Everybody else is just full schlecking. Uh. (laughs) It's 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 a wonderful thing. Wonderful thing. By the way, I haven't checked to see how our man of the pod, uh, Michael Matthews, is. So let's check in with Michael Matthews on this week's Prem Lap to see how the early season is going. My name is Matthew Vanderpool, and I don't listen to the Slow Ride podcast. All right, folks, here we are once again in the Premlap. We'd like to give a shout to all of the longtime listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network and the Slow Ride Podcast. Thank you for your support at close to 400 episodes. Head over to wideanglepodium.com to find out about the bevy of shows. Special shout out to Nowhere Fast co-host Kevin Bouchard-Hall, who represented the United States at the E-Zwift World Championships over the weekend looking resplendent or I, I'm sorry. His avatar was looking resplendent <laughs> in the Zwift world. Uh-huh. Shout out Kevin Bouchard Hall, long time friend of the pod. Great to see represent 
America. Hear all about it on next week's Nowhere Fast, I am sure. You know, uh, I I do want to give a special shout out to other friend of the pod and Wide Angle Podium uh, co-host, uh, Bill Shiken, who who did a little bit of reporting on that uh, E World Championships. Actually, um, his his summary was that the whole race was animated the whole time. It it was an amazing um, uh, pun, yeah, strange pun headline. But yes, Incredible. he did. A, he did a really good job of uh, drawing what was happening in my mind. Uh huh. Um, painting you yeah, a picture. Yeah. Painting me a picture. It was, yeah. it was fantastic. Uh, um, we'd also like to thank our um, returning sponsor, who continues to support us. And of course, I'm talking about our friends over at Hammerhead. Yeah, you know, I love my Hammerhead uh, crew too. Um, they sent us a, a one to try out, and. Um, I was going to talk a bunch about how uh, easy it is to use and how much I've been enjoying using it, but um, I had been, and I I was like enjoying it so much that I lent it to my wife to use, and I haven't gotten it back. She will not give it back. It is, I think it's gone. I think I'm going to have to use our promo code to get me uh, (laughs) uh, a deal on a replacement for myself. Um, It is such a good easy to use computer that uh i i have lost mine now well you're gonna need to get your own and the best part is when you get yours you're Uh gonna get to be able to get your own uh custom color um for it custom color kit and because i'm gonna need like his and hers yeah i'm gonna need to be able to tell them apart what color are you gonna go with well if they have purple i'm gonna i'm gonna go with that some some shade of a lavender maybe Okay, well, I'll I'll know which uh, which computer is yours for when we're up at Schwamigan in September. But you and along with everybody Sabotage. else can go to hammerhead.io <laughs> right now and use the promo code SLOWRIDE to get your very own custom color kit and premium water bottle. Once ago, again, go to hammerhead.io and get use the promo code SLOWRIDE at checkout to get your own custom color kit. Make it match your your outfit, make it match your threads, make it match your down tube. There are no rules in cycling. You do and you be you. Go to hammerhead.io and use the promo code SLOWRIDE to get your own, very own Caro 2 custom color kit. And with that, let's get back to the show. Hey there, it's Mike Vanningham, your second favorite Canadian, and I do listen to the Slow Ride Podcast. All right, guys, before we uh, get into this week's mailbag, um, we got to give a shout out to Lizzie Digan for getting once again a contract extension while, little guy, the big news. They're expecting, expecting another child. Expecting another child. So after the first child wins Paris-Roubaix, the first one ever, Uh the full Tour de France two-week stage race next year, I I guess I don't know the timing of the pregnancy just yet, but (laughs) I, if I was a betting man, and I am, I'd Uh have to imagine that Lizzie Digan is going to come back and crush it once again, proving that, uh, women cyclists and women overall are just way better than anything we do. Yeah. Ray, uh, you know, growing humans and then coming back and slaying demons out of there on the uh, on the race course like uh, Roubaix. It's fantastic. 
Well, you know, and it's great that she has an opportunity to show us how much she's going to slay it by having a little uh, job security uh, yeah, while, no, that's, while awesome. that's going on. So uh, shout out to the Trek Sigafredo team uh, for, you know, I guess being like a normal uh, company and not <laughs> treating yeah. cyclists shout like, out. you know. Shout <laughs> out for being athletes. Shout out for being great for cycling and um, reminding us all the importance of having like, you know, equal workplaces and uh, importance, mm-hmm. right? We have living wages for the uh, women athletes. We have equal payout mm-hmm. for the big um, world tour, uh, world cup cyclocross race. The first one to do it. Uh, I mean, it's just, <laughs> they do the yep. e- easy things really, really well. And they deserve the credit for that because yes. they are we definitely do- pulling the UCI kicking and screaming over to rational behavior leading by example you love to see it good afternoon gents i was enjoying episode 379 whilst making my way to the office here in downtown minneapolis when i heard you attempt to pronounce Uh emil leapinch name well i do commend your brave (laughs) attempt at pronouncing his name as a latvian it did make me throw up in my mouth just a little bit the more i thought about it the more troubled I became. At first, I thought that this would be a great opportunity to ridicule your pathetic attempt at pronouncing what I believe to be a very simple and common Latvian name. But upon further thought, I believe that there is enough negativity in the world and we would all be better served. This could be a teaching and learning moment instead. Hmm. So hereby... So I hereby would like to kindly and humbly offer my services as your resident Latvian expert. Oh. Shout out. Appreciate this already. I've attached a short video that I made to assist you and all of your Slow Ride podcast listeners on the correct pronunciation. Uh, can we get Tim's, name. Tim's version one more time? Emil's Leapings. Uh-huh. Okay. Also, please feel free to check out my Insta at Imant. LV, if you would like to check out my bike builds in Minneapolis cycling in general. Sincerely... I, I feel if I try to pronounce his name fully, then like he's going to have to send another video on how to pronounce his own name. But Imants, thank you so much. Again, it's not out of lack of courtesy that my pronunciations are horrible. Not out of a lack of care. We just grew up in America. We don't know what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And then also I'll make everyone feel bad that I grew up with a speech impediment. I had a stroke. I mean, I've got tons of excuses I could say here. But the truth is I appreciate this email and I particularly appreciate this email for the following. Hello, good day. My name is Iman Slizovskis. Latvian, Minneapolis resident, Slow Ride podcast listener, and Birchwood Bike Team member. I am in beautiful downtown Minneapolis, listening to episode 379 of the Slow Ride podcast here in my car, and I overheard you struggling with the pronunciation of one of my fellow Latvians' <laughs> names. So I am willing to help you out here. Emils Liepinch. So, there you go. That is how you pronounce his name correctly. Emils Liepinch. I am more than happy to volunteer to be the Slow Ride Podcast <laughs> resident expert on Latvian names and pronunciations. Thank you. 
Love the podcast. I, I mean, incredible. Thanks for taking the, the time. Yeah. We did go back right away and just wanted to get clear, uh, clarity on how to pronounce Tom's name, uh, friend of the pod. So we're going to always just splice that in from now on. And I would say that pronunciation is very similar between Tom's and Iman's, between the two. Came out looking good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's, it's almost nice. like we've been wrong the whole time. Well, we have basically two official Latvian correspondents at this point now who can correct us on all pronunciations. Um, so it's great. They're, they're going to have to share the role, um, but I, I'm sure they can work that out. It's, uh, it's great. And uh, Birchwood bike team. I mean, Spencer. Yeah, it's yeah, a history. I, you're probably the most, arguably the most famous Birchwood bike team <laughs> member. I'm Arguably. Eric, Mar- well, Eric Marcotte. Yeah. Maybe Eric Marcotte, former road national champion. Yeah. Spencer Howe. I don't know who, but Birchwood Bike Club. I didn't know the team was still around, to be honest. Uh, yeah. Just going to throw that one out there. Is the cafe still around? Uh, I thought it closed. But I, I didn't I see only, it. But, I only live here. What do I know? Yeah, I don't anyway. know. I only represented the team for. Two, two seasons before we very, started our own. Very but, uh, solid team in Minneapolis. It was great absolutely. to see you. Absolutely. Gave me my racing start. I love it. So much for the uh, the email. It's definitely approved um, and appreciated. Um, we'd also got a nice email from <laughs> Johnny Flatlander Marin. Okay. Hey, slow ride. I love little guy's idea for Spencer to ride to Peter Sham. Okay. Any email that starts with I love little guy's I uh, idea. Can we just maybe put a filter on the email box for that? <laughs> just put them straight to spam because this is clearly not going to go well. Love it. The, the, Sorry. Continue. Um, so I love little guy's idea for Spencer to ride up to Peter Sham. I want to let you know, what let you in on some local knowledge. I used to deliver there in a big Brown truck looking at you, Tim. <laughs> that's right. Teamsters. That's right. Former UPS. Represent to a friend of the pod, John Cenum, who right now is listening to this podcast, Moving Boxes in the Minneapolis Hub. <laughs> Looking at you, Tim, and pronounced the town name Petersham like you. I was quickly <laughs> connected by a townie, corrected by a townie. It's Petersham, Flatlander. Oh. It was the first time I was called a Flatlander as a derogatory remark. And as a rider that hates climbing, I'll take it. Yeah. That was um, a part, a detail that I left out about another reason why I wasn't going to be doing that ride anytime real soon. Um, knowing the area a little bit, I was like, "Look, I don't know if you, you may have Google mapped the distance, but I don't know if you looked at the elevations. I saw the elevation. I, uh, I just didn't, Can we... I just didn't tell you about it. I knew it might've so, been uh, okay. maybe less than... So you were you were setting so me the, up for success, is what you're saying. Yeah, he's I definitely not going to get the Everest challenge. Uh-huh. But let's. I want to get into, as Johnny said, the derogatory remark was that he was called a flatlander. Uh-huh. Like a local was like, "Get out of here, flatlander." Yeah. What are some other like Mount Rushmore of derogatory attacks cyclists could get like called? Like at what point? Whoa. I mean, flatlander's pretty good. Flatlander is pretty good. I mean, getting called Lance is probably the George Washington on that mountain. Oh, that's um, a solid one. Yeah, Lance. Yeah. I don't even know where you go from here. That's definitely like they, 
That's definitely yeah. the uh, the it's main the one. It's the go-to. Yeah, yeah. S- still after all these years, you know. Yeah. Um, no one ever calls me McNulty. No, it's disappointing. Someday we'll get there. Not Maybe yet. Yeah. I get called clown a lot. Clown. <laughs> now you're a yeah. clown show over there, Hayes. And I'm like, yeah, but is that just like what my friends call me too? You know, kind of behind my back. You're a clown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, you know, was, uh, I, I I don't know if I have many um, insults for cyclists that that are that stick out in my mind, but I do remember maybe my favorite cycling related insult ever was on a ride with little guy um, where we got close past in YZ by a Audi uh, R8, like a, the fancy one, <laughs> the fast, like the hundred thousand dollar car or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he passed by too close to us and little guy yelled at him uh, and insulted the car by saying he couldn't even get the carbon upgrades on the, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> On the body panels or whatever. Yeah, he didn't. I mean, what a cheapskate! Why didn't he get those upgraded carbon panels that don't do anything on that? That's a. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's yeah. a pretty good one. I did have a um, situation. It, it was a nice. It was a convertible. Uh, I was dry, I was riding down here in Orlando with some friends, coming back in on a road ride. Uh-huh. I was taking a left hand turn, and there's this is like happy couple in a convertible, and it was a Corvette convertible, uh-huh. yellow. And I just say, hey, man, is that a Camaro? <laughs> and the guy was, like, so just bummed out. Like, he just uh, didn't. He was, like, looked at me like, no, it's a Corvette. And I was gone by the time he could get Corvette out. Yeah. And I was like, man, that was a really good that was a really good comeback. But the poor guy, like, didn't deserve it. Like, I got to wait for mm-hmm. a Corvette driver to do something bad to then compliment him on his cor- Camaro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, like they what a horrible thing. a couple years for that Corvette. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then just some guy is just like, hey, nice Camaro. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, that was good. Well, I, I mean, thanks thanks again for the emails. You can always email us at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com where all emails are gratefully received. Mm-hmm. What else is going on in the world of the slow ride podcast, gentlemen? Guys, I'm... I'm curious. I'm looking at the roller derby website right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next prop is who will win Strada Bianca, yeah. um, which coming is coming up. up. Yeah. Easily. So I feel like I uh, haven't placed my wagers yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm wondering uh, who little guy's going to pick so I can pick somebody else. He's probably picking Seth Van Mark, I'm going to guess. Um no, you know, I would say, since neither of you guys watched uh, the Jerome Classic and the Fawn Ardèche or whatever, those, I feel like, that's where your, your those two little French races this last weekend are where your, your winner's going to come from, because it was hilly, it was tough. Mm-hmm. I got to say, Philippe looked good, but you know who really looked good was, uh, I'm going to see if he's riding, was Kosnafroy. Oh. Uh, ben- Benoit, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Kosnafroy, little Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Harry Potter from AG2R. Yeah, got uh, got second. Um, he got second or third today uh, with Martin and behind uh, Vingard, who doesn't look like he's riding. So that's my pick. Uh, little Harry Potter, I think, is going to win it. Okay, if he's racing. He is, um, he is. I just looked at him. Oh, he is. Okay. He's on the All start right. list. All right. Now, on but Roller so Derby, he would be... On Roller Derby, he is 4-1 to one as another. 
Um, Olga Carr's ride. Never mind. I got a quick <laughs> shout. Zednik Stybar sitting at 30 to 1. Uh-huh. Solid return if he comes through. Maybe I imagine to Tim's going to waste all his money on T-Spinute or something. Well, T-Spinute is... <laughs> You you can tell that uh, friend of the pod uh, Luke Uncle Luke the uh, uh-huh. the bookie definitely knows I'm 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 in these parts because he he made Tispanute as a standalone yeah. rather than as another um, and so he you also can get more made of your money. <laughs> he also made Valverde forty to one to open with Quinn Simmons at thirty five to one in front um, what so that's gross I mean. Tispanute's definitely going to get uh, some of my 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 bucks there, my hard earned uh, internet reputation. Uh-huh. But um, I mean, other is just it, uh, and the, so. Wafanar's not doing this, huh? Well, he's not on the list now, but they don't have a full team on there. I hope he does because it'd be nice to see Jumbo line up with two former winners that seem to play. They played well off each other at Umloop. Um, but who who knows? I one guy who's a Pit, total Pitcock. Pitcock. I want to yeah. say is Simon Clark, who was the Oof. late pickup for Israeli Premier Tech. Oof. He's done uh-huh. well this race before, and he's had he's had a lot of good results this year. He's at 11th at Umloop, which is not a race I feel like is usually his thing, but I think he has a lot to prove, being that he didn't have a contract until a little bit ago, and he like hit the ground running. Uh-huh. Uh, he's had four or five top 10s in his like 10 days of racing, so I feel like he's like he's very much like trying to show the boss that he's like, you know, hey boss, boss, I'm doing good, I'm doing good, I'm here. You know, like he's he's making the most of every opportunity after seeming like he might not have a career anymore. So, top, I'm not gonna say a whim, but I'm gonna say a top result. <laughs> I'm gonna say top. I'm gonna say a top five. Okay, interesting. He's been like eighth or something there before. The other um, roller derby props, real quick, just some yes and nos from you guys as we go through. Uh-huh. Um, will Alejandro Valverde finish in the top 10 at Strada Bianchi? Oh, that's a good, that's a good bet. <laughs> that's a, that's a heart yes. versus head kind of prop. You love those uh, ones. I mean, really? Cause his form is good. That's, yes. But this race is one that so many people target, you know, but he's also 42 years old. <laughs> yeah, but he's, he's won, he's won, uh, he's won two, Two two races and a GC this year. So he's won three times this year. Yeah, already. It's enough. <laughs> I th- it's enough. <laughs> I I see a top ten. Okay. All right. I think well. I think it's great because at this point, I mean, he, this last week he went three, two, one, three in stages. Hmm. It's not so. You're no, not bad. Other other props that are coming through. You have how many times will the lead change in the final kilometer of Strada Bianchi of none, yeah. one, two or three or more <sighs> tends to usually be one or none. Um, the last few years on this one, but, uh, I'm definitely, uh, probably looking at that two just because the payout is so solid. That's mm-hmm. six to one. Mm-hmm. Um, if those guys come in with the, you know, a group of three or four, you could see some, uh, fun times on the slopes of that final climb into town square. Uh, could be fun. Um, and then the other uh, one is on the women's side. Because let's not forget, there's yeah. the women's Strata Bianchi, which is fantastic. Um, I mean, is this just another Van Vluten, or is this the Jumbo Visma dominance? Um, uh, I, I know I spent last episode like talking up how Van Vluten was going to have a lot of competition this year. But <laughs> I think it's really hard to vote against her uh, for this one. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, it'll be Voss, a lot of fun to watch. Has Voss? I don't think Voss has raced yet this year. You know, Not no. That the, Jumbo doesn't have other other good women, but you know, the, the heavy hitter. Could we see a Cecily uh, Utrip Ludwig win and give like by far the greatest post race <laughs> victory? Interview? It's possible. She's been riding well this season, yeah, yeah. for she's sure. Also in good form, so some good results so far this year. No wins, uh, but a couple second places. So why not? Let's do it. Let's go for it. My money's down. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely make your way over to rollerderby.com. It is free to play. You get a thousand points to mess with for the whole season. A fifteen hundred if you're a wide angle podium supporter. So. Uh, um, definitely something fun to do. Um, you can rib, uh, your I mean, buddies, you know, it's what, it's one of those, you know, prove it kind of, uh, websites that I love so much, you know, bike racing's here. I mean, it's clear bike racing's here. Um, besides the, uh, you know, again, it, it, it allows us to kind of escape from the, the real, uh, crushing reality that we live in. Um, with what's happening, roller derby is a great way to uh, put your money where your mouth is in internet reputation. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're stoked to see the bike racing back. Little guy, anything else from you to yes. add before we wrap up the show? But I, every year I've got to mention this uh, little <laughs> midweeker, uh, Lasam or whatever, on Tuesday. Uh, it's a fun race. It's like half big teams, half little teams. But you gotta, you gotta, you gotta pretend you're working on Tuesday. Pull up Lasam. And uh, enjoy. Is is this the level of race where the riders know the descent or don't know the descent, little guy? You know they do a little bit. It's it's a one point one. It has some cobbles in it. It has some little climbs. Uh, like Alpeson sending a good team. Wanty. I don't know. Like uh, <laughs> is there quick, like is quick there... steps going Israeli? Like a bunch of big teams, but then you've got like beat cycling is there and 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 minerva <laughs> cycling but also you've I, got I, you know, apologies to beat cycling and minerva uno um, uno x is there um yeah, but little no. guy is the reason why you're so into this race because nikki terpster won it twice and tim melier last year like is that really what kind of puts it over the top for you uh it's not necessarily them it's just that it is it's a fun yeah. slightly shorter little cobbled classic that uh is I think it's it's just as good as yeah like like watching like an umloop or something but it's midweek and I love these little midweek ones <laughs> that aren't such such a build up no matter what happens I feel like I got a good race whereas mm-hmm. umloop I feel like we were like we we're so expectant of greatness that you get a fine race and you're like oh it was just not the greatest race I ever watched in my life where this I'm like hey it's Tuesday yeah I didn't even think I was gonna watch a bike race. I completely forgot is that Nikki pretty Terps good the front? pretty good for a Tuesday yeah pretty All right. good for a Tuesday maybe we'll so. check it out. There are two American teams in the race, of course, Trek Segafredo, but shout out to human powered health. Robin Carpenter is gonna be on the start line for the former rally racing team, so pretty exciting to see, but yeah. it's gonna be a okay, maybe I'll chime in. I do have that uh g c n uh Auto uh-huh. renewed uh-huh. Uh, subscription. I didn't know I had. I was so happy I remembered the password. So good. <laughs> Pull it up. Same password I've been rocking since 2005. Perfect. <laughs> well, now I can log in good too. To That's know. great. Yeah. I mean, all right. Note to self: cancel my own GCN. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's like cycling TV. All we're gonna figure out if uh, GCN supports co-current logins. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, we're gentlemen, this, we're doing this test for the listeners, Tim. It's not oh, absolutely, yeah. Three hundred and eighty episodes are in the can. It's been once again a pleasure. Quick shout out once again to our friends in Ukraine and everyone affected by what's happening there. And remember that we will be back next week with episode 381. Shout out to BK1 of Rhymesayers Entertainment for the intro and outro music. Remind you to check out our Instagram and Twitter accounts at the Slow Ride Pod. And please, please, please email us at the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com for any of your questions or advice needs. Or if you would like to stake claim <laughs> to another country as our resident expert to help us get through, it would be a great joy. And with all of that, this is Tim in Orlando. Matt in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Holyoke, Massachusetts, reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists they see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. Dear cycling friends, we accept the fact that we have created the premier gravel and road racing podcast, and we don't think you're crazy to ask us who we think we are. You see us as you want to see us, in the simplest terms, in the most convenient definitions. But what we found out is that each one of us is a hobby blogger, a gravel pro, and a curious newbie. And you can find us on the Wide Angle Podium Network. Does that answer your question? Sincerely yours the Grodio Podcast.